On this week's episode of The Fizz, I am going to tell you why I'm legally changing my birthday. In addition to that, we're going to look at the NFL playoffs, what happened last week, and what's going to happen this week upcoming. I'm going to tell you about the worst show in America going on right now. And after that, we're going to play a little over under. But before we get into all of that, I do want to tell you about an awesome startup right here in Detroit, Michigan. It's called Mullybox. That's M-U-L-L-Y-B-O-X. Mullybox. Better golf in a box. It starts at just $29 a month, and it is for serious golfers only. If you're looking to save money and cut strokes down on your game, Mullybox is a subscription-based service you're going to want to get on right now. Um, What it is is they'll send you a box to your house every month filled with the golf stuff you need and the stuff you didn't know you even needed. Last week's box that went out was called the Weekend Warrior. It had six golf balls in it, a driver sensor, a towel, a collector ball maker, and a bunch of tees. Uh, All that stuff retailed for $102.98. What you pay is $29, um, so that'll save you 72%. Um, But even better news is if you go to Mullybox right now, M-U-L-L-Y-B-O-X.com, and you use the code CHAMPAGNE, you can get your first Mully box for free. That's champagne at mullybox.com. Save strokes, save time, save money. But now let's get into the fizz. Chart with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chart with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats. Then okay, pop we popping champagne pop like we want a championship game. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of The Fizz. Thank you all very much for joining me, whether you're coming in from iTunes, Spotify, or you're going in raw and you're clicking on SoundCloud. Either way, no matter which route, which avenue, I am ecstatic that you are here right now. You're listening to this on January 16th, 2019, which is a pretty important day for the world and the city of Detroit specifically. Because, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, it was the day I was born. Yes. Yes. January 16th is, in fact, my birthday. Now, I've always had beef with this date simply because I always wanted to be born on the 19th due to my love of the greatest Detroit sports athlete of all time, Steve Eiserman. The 16th is so, so damn close to the 19th that I've always resented uh, my mother for not sticking it out for like three more days. Sure, I was already 10 days past expectancy, and sure, they had to induce labor on her just to get my ass out of the womb. But I'm telling you, It's because the unborn me knew I needed to make it to the 19th. It was destiny. But unfortunately, here I am on the 16th, like a uh, regular peasant, a regular Joe. I often uh, talk about just changing the date like you change your name. You know, I don't know if you can legally do that at like a courthouse or something, but I think if I just change it on Facebook, everyone will just start to think it's the 19th, since no one really knows when my birthday is anyways. 
Like, who knows? I don't know anybody's birthday. Like, no one would notice the difference. You just turn the six upside down. It's a nine. And I'll just tell people it was always the 19th. I bet you I can even get this one by my mom. Um, you know, I just tell her, no, the 19th. That's why I wore 19. That's why I love Iserman. Mom, come on, pull it together. It's always been the 19th. I'm just going to do it. Um, so that's it. My new birthday or, uh, you know, my new birthday um, is the 19th. So it's it's legally the 16th, but we're changing it right here, right now on the Fizz, episode 15 on the 16th, changing my birthday to the 19th. And it's absolutely a glorious year to do it um, because it'll be one nineteen nineteen. Amen. And if you're wondering, um, I just turned the uh, whimsical age of 28. Yeah, so um, the big upside to my birthday um, growing up, it always seemed like 90% of the time it fell on MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day. So I would normally get like the day off for my birthday or the day after my birthday where I'd be hungover. Um, so that was always a, uh, a big victory for your boy on birthday day. So thanks, MLK. No thanks to you, Mom, for birthing me three days earlier than I clearly wanted to be birthed. So here we are. But hey, I'm being a selfish fuck loser idiot talking about my own 28th birthday, taking up your valuable time as listeners. Let's talk about sports. Sports, sports, sports. Yeah, sports. Sports are so great. And Detroit sports are the greatest. But, I, but uh, you know, with things looking a little slow on the Detroit side of things, I mean, the Lions are done. The Pistons are horrible. And the Wings have lost, like, 13 of their, their last 16, actually. I didn't – I don't know how I didn't realize it was, like, that bad. But they've, they've just completely tossed themselves out of any playoff conversation or any hopes they might have had to make any splash, I think. I mean, I guess they could have a big second half of the year, but you can't just – you can't just drop like 13 of 16 with this much parity in the NHL and expect to be seeing the postseason. Did you guys know the Wings haven't won back-to-back games since November turned into December of 2018? Like, Jesus Christ, fellas. Um, I mean, unless they win tonight, they're playing Anaheim right now. Um, it was 0-0 when I started recording this. Um, so unless they you know, win tonight, it'll be their first time winning back-to-back games since November turned into December. But... What are you going to do? Anyways, I want to talk about the NFL playoffs and just how spectacular, spectacular this final four that we're about to see on Sunday really is. Chiefs, Pats, Rams, Saints. Touch me here, touch me there. Um, I honestly do not remember the last time I was this excited about the AFC and NFC championship games. I think if you let me pick a final four for the playoffs, I would have picked these four teams. Um, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are absolutely fucking explosive and so fun to watch. Coached by the big red machine, Andy, Andy Reid. Uh, the Rams actually have one of my favorite players in the NFL uh, with Brandon Cooks. I know it's kind of random, but I just, I just love me some Brandon Cooks. Cooks, Cooks is hot. Uh, the Saints have the man, the myth, the legend, Drew Brees. Um, it's always fun to root for New Orleans, too. That's just a fun city. Um, in addition to Brees, you know, they got Kamara, they got Michael Thomas, Michigan native, Mark Ingram from Flint, represent. Um, just so fun to watch. And then, and then we have New England, who's making their eighth straight, eighth straight 
AFC Championship appearance. Appearance. <clears throat> now, look. Um, I have to let you guys know this um, because it's absolutely essential to understanding my fandoms and rooting habits when it comes to sports. I like New England. I like New England um, like I like the New York Yankees, and it's how I kind of liked and respected the hell out of the San Antonio Spurs, which is also why I like and love our Detroit Red Wings. Um, It's really the Red Wings model of why I like these teams. These teams are absolutely perennial winners. Um, You know, the Wings made the playoffs for 25 straight years. They went to six Stanley Cups and won four of those Stanley Cups. Um, They were a dynasty and a king in the hockey world, and that's that's what I grew up with. So I tend to gravitate towards teams that fit that mold. Um, Example, the Patriots. This year, the Pats slogan is still here, and I think that is the sickest mantra in the world. Do you know how bad I want to scream still here at the top of my lungs come playoff times for the Red Wings? Just just fucking feed still here's to every team in the East like I'm working a fucking charity soup kitchen. I wish I could just hand these things out like flyers still here, still here. The only reason anyone ever says the Patriots are a dying dynasty is because it's the fucking sexy thing to say. You know how many slap-ass pundits said the Wings were done years before they finally missed the playoffs? A fuck ton. That's how many. That's how many pundits said the Wings were going to die before they actually started dying. Because it's sexy to say, and everyone wants to be the first one to say it. But if you say it every year, you're bound to be right eventually. And honestly, as far as Brady goes, that guy is a complete boss. Now listen, I am an MSU Spartan through and through. I bleed green and white, and I don't even own anything that has the color blue and yellow on the same article of clothing. But Brady is a different breed. He's an animal of his craft, and he takes less money to keep champion, the championship culture in New England. He's an exception to like the Michigan rule. Normally don't really like Michigan, Michigan athletes, but he's just, he's just a cold-blooded winner who truly does not give a flying fuck what you think of him. He throws to the open receiver, doesn't play politics, and he just wins. Everything about him is very Red Wing-esque. I have to respect it. And I root for him more. I, I root for him more often than not. Um, especially since that motherfucker has probably won me more bets than any other team or player out there. So that being said, everyone and their mother, in fact, like 80% of the public, was on the Chargers this week in Foxborough, which was absolutely mind-blowing to me. I could not understand this whatsoever. So what I'm saying is like 80% of the public put their money on the Chargers to cover, which I think the line was minus four. It was like three or four Patriots. And to me, that was just like a no-brainer, especially in a teaser. I mean, it was sexy to pick the Chargers, but I just could not understand actually picking the Chargers. Brady in Foxborough, off a bye, playing a West Coast team with a banged-up star running back in Melvin Gordon. And not to mention, Brady has won his last seven of the divisional games. And also, not to not to mention, mention, Rivers is 0-7 all-time versus Tom Brady. This was a layup. I told you on my Instagram to take the pats. I tripled down on them. And this was absolutely free fucking smoke. 
But with all that being said, I got to tell you, I am not rooting for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, as much as I respect them, um, I think they're real good. They've won me a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not rooting for them to win another fucking Super Bowl. I mean, they've, they've won quite a bit. Uh, my pick this year, my favorite team this year outside of the Lions, I think I've mentioned this in the past, but my pick this year is the Saints. Um, I've had them as my winner since week eight, locked it in right before they played the Rams. Um, I just just had some faith in them all year. They look real fucking dangerous. Um, they are another team that I actually tripled down on on Sunday in an even, in even bigger way. Um, and let me tell you, when uh, Big Dick Nick Foles and co. came out hog swinging in New Orleans, um, I started to uh, lose my mind a little bit. A little bit more than a little bit, in fact. Um, I have a tendency to bite bite my fingernails a lot. Um, but during the first quarter of this Philly-New Orleans game, um, I was basically eating my own hand. Um, I was sending my buddies texts telling them to please, please take care of my family because I, I, thought, I, was, I thought I was done for. Um, I just, it just looked like another one of those weird, magical Philly-Nick Foles playoff games where somehow a backup quarterback was going to do the unthinkable and break every heart in New Orleans. Um, I mean, Breeze got picked off the first play from scrimmage. The Saints, I don't even think, gained a yard, a single yard, until the second, until the second quarter. Um, real scary shit when they were down 14-0, when the Saints were down 14-0. Um, but I'll tell you, that, that the play that changed it all um, was Sean Payton's call to, to run that fake punt. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus, that fake punt. Um, I mean, I, I pretty much dumped my sweats when it happened because I don't know if you guys remember watching CBS during that play. CBS, like, took a weird angle on it. They, like, it was the, they lined up for the punt. They, like, did the angle of the floating camera, so it was, like, behind the punter. Um, and I had no clue what was happening when the ball was snapped. Um, I thought the snap got like fucked up or fumbled. Um, and I just saw Taysom Hill go up the gut and then Romo screaming fake punt and that he got, he got the first down. Cause from the angle we had, I don't know if you guys remember this at all. Um, but I watched every single play of this game. Like it looked like I didn't know what was happening at first. And then it didn't look like he got the first down cause we were directly behind it. I didn't know. I couldn't tell at all. Um, but whatever. Um, that play really did change it all. From there, the Saints saw a huge swing in momentum. Um, and it was, it was no cakewalk, but the Saints would slowly, you know, march to victory and I would get to keep both my kneecaps for a, uh, for another week. So, you know, praise the powers that be. Who dat? You know, and as far as the Chiefs and Rams go, uh, they could easily beat the Pats and the Saints. Seriously awesome fucking teams. I think these other two teams are absolutely spectacular. Um, like I said, I love Mahomes and I love, absolutely love Brandon Cooks. Cooks is hot. Um, I was pretty hot on the Colts last week. Um, I didn't take them, but I thought they would for sure keep the game close and give the Chiefs a run for their money. But once the game started, it was like, oh yeah, Oh, yeah, the, the Chiefs are really fucking sick. Like, Mahomes is sick. Tyreek Hill is sick. Kelsey's sick. Damian Williams is sick. Um, it was a cakewalk. Um, they absolutely just prison-pounded the Colts. Um, all I needed from the Colts was that touchdown at the end that bounced off that idiot's hands or for them to get that last fucking playoff to hit the over of 50 that I had. Um, they couldn't even do that. Um, 
what a you know what a joke. Um, I was so hot on the Colts for a minute there. I'd really thought they'd give him a game, and the Chiefs just just smoked him. It was an absolute cakewalk. Um, you know, on the Rams, whoa, <laughs> they rushed for over like 250 yards against the best rushing defense in the NFL. I, th- I think Dallas had the best rushing defense in the NFL. They, they shut everybody else down. Um, I thought Dallas would give them a serious run, but the Rams really never lost control of that game. Um, I truly believe we do have the best four teams in the AFC and NFC championship games, and I couldn't be, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, my picks for it, uh, if you couldn't already tell, I think we're looking at a Pats-Saints Super Bowl in Atlanta in a few weeks. Um, but just keep an eye on my Instagram story for the betting picks on Sunday. I really do smell a teaser a Bruin. Um, but look for the Patriots and the Saints to be playing in the Super Bowl 2019 in Atlanta. And, you know, as we're moving forward here, guys, I realize that uh, my house may be making some noise. Um, it's your first time tuning in. I record this in my basement. There's no podcast studio set up. I'm on a plastic folding table talking into, like, a pretty cheap mic with, like, my HVAC 10 feet from me. So sometimes it turns on and it starts buzzing. So if you hear it um, and it's annoying, I, I don't I don't know. You just got to deal with it. It's part of the fun. It's part of the fun of the fizz. But uh, speaking of fun on the fizz goes... Um, so as I said at the top of the uh, the show here, there isn't much going on in the world of Detroit sports except like maybe the Tigers announcing that three generic white guys are going to take over control of the Tigers TV broadcast duties. Um, so right now, I am going to use this time that I have here with you, the listener, um, to touch on some pop culture shit that I got to get off. I got, I got to get it off my chest. I got to get this off my chest. Um, it's, it's bachelor season again. And I feel like every time I turn around, there is a new goddamn bachelor bachelorette or some whorish combination of the show going on. Uh, whether it's slut time in paradise or nail a virgin in Peru, the show is, it's always on. And the, the episodes are, they're never short. Why do I feel like every single episode of this stupid fucking show is three hours long? There's always a three-hour special going on. It can't be special every week. It has to just be the show. How, how is it always a special? He's not getting married every episode. And why every time do I look at the screen, do I see a 50-year-old man screaming about how this season is the most thrilling, most dramatic, spiciest, sexiest season we've seen yet. Grow up, Chris Harrison. Grow up. You're 50, you're divorced, and you're 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 quite frankly you're scaring us. You have kids. Stop hosting the show where 24-year-olds make out for a month and they give each other flowers as some sort of fucking survival symbol and then get married, and ultimately split up within a year because they got married on a stupid fucking competitive TV show. Because it turns out not every day of marriage is exactly as thrilling as boning doggy style in the fantasy suite while some Venezuelan plays the harp for you. I, I hate this goddamn show with a fervent passion. But it permeates females' bodies like needle-injected heroin. Um, I have watched my fiancé say multiple times, this show is so awful, yet sit there, eyes glued to the screen, 
consuming every mindless sentence and thought from every mindless and senseless person on the fucking show. It's a drug. It's an unhealthy drug. Whether it's, whenever it's on, I catch a glimpse of it. I want to go full bird box and swan dive onto I-75. Some of the sound bites on this fully staged fucking soap opera are genuinely nauseating. It was, it was on in my house yesterday or someday this week, and all I saw, all I saw, caught one little glimpse of it, was some bitch blowing a goddamn air horn and then screaming, sorry, I got horny. And that was enough for me to try to jam my head in the fucking blender. And the scariest part about this whole show is it, it's never, it's never going to end. Like, there is no end in sight. It's got to be, like, the highest-rated show there is. It's a goldmine for whatever, I think it's ABC that puts on this show. It's, it's never going away. And they just keep coming up with new variations of it, like Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor fucks Bachelorette in a, on a beach. Everyone's fucking on a beach. Who's fucking who on a beach? You know, I just, it's, it, it, there is no end in sight. And part of the reason there's no end in sight is because there's people like me who hate the show. And I'm look at I'm using my time, my energy, a lot of energy, too much energy dedicated on this show and just telling you how much I hate it. But people are talking about it. People are not going to stop talking about it. But what I'll do now is I'm going to stop talking about it. I got that part off my chest. Um, I just I had to let you guys know how I feel about that show. And I, I just think it's I think it's the worst show on television. But now that that is off my chest, I can take a deep breath. Uh, I'm gonna take a take a live look here, actually, at the Red Wings score. I haven't haven't looked in a second. As I said when I started this, it was zero zero. Oh, end of second. Wings don't have a goal at home, down one nothing. Yeah, the Wings can't win back to back games. Um, funny funny bet I took yesterday, Monday, Monday, January 14th. I was really hot from that Sunday, from betting all the football. So my buddy gave me this tip that um, Chicago and New Jersey, in like 80% of their games, hit the over of the first period. So the over of the first period is 1.5 in hockey. And New Jersey's at home playing Chicago. Both teams hit at 80%. This is a layup, right? So we, we hammer this first period over because we're hot from football yesterday. Final, final after one, after one period, the score was one to nothing. Final score of the hockey game, eight to five. Eight to five was the final. One goal was scored in the first, 12 were scored in the second and third. That's that is just sports gambling. That is literally unfucking believable. That 12, that 13 goals were scored in a hockey game. 13 goals. I needed two of those in the first, couldn't get it, only got one. But you know, that's the way she goes. All right, so I'll try to stop being so angry. So what we'll do now, we'll, to wrap up the show, we'll play a little game here. Uh, it's called Over Under. If you've listened before, uh, you, know, you know how it goes. But if you haven't, the way it goes is I have someone send me a list of 10 topics. Um, I haven't looked at them before. I'm going op- to look at them right here, live, live-ish. No, they're, they're live. I've never seen them. Um, I'm going to genuinely give you whether I think this, this thing, this idea, this object, this place, whatever this thing is, is over or underrated. Now, 
Last week, Jerry, my buddy Jerry, he's a Cleveland accountant. He wears glasses. He's slightly overweight. He's really into like animals in Africa. He's an odd one, but he sends me these. He sends me these and um, I tell you if they're over under. And I just want to do a disclaimer from last week. Last week, he put R. Kelly on the list. Now, I, I said he's overrated and I said he's overrated because he pissed on that girl. I had no idea there was like a lifetime documentary out about him, like being like a devil, being like a predatory pedophile devil. And I just watched some of that last week. And I truly believe R. Kelly is the devil reincarnate. So he he's not even he's not overrated. He's not underrated. That guy that guy just sucks and should probably burn in hell. He did have some jams, forgot how many jams he had, but that doesn't make up for all the bad shit he did. So just want to put that out there, R. Kelly, bad dude. Okay. Um, and now we will start over-under. I got the email open. Let's check out the first thing on the over-under list from Fat Boy Jerry in Cleveland. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so number one, betting on NHL first period overs. That is overrated. That is overrated. Betting is probably overrated. Um, if you think you're winning in gambling, you're losing uh, because no one ever fucking wins. No one wins. No one wins. It's another sick addiction. It's almost worse than the fucking bachelor, bachelorette, slut time in paradise. Betting on first period overs is overrated. It ends quick. You don't even know what happened, and you're already down 50 skins. So, all right. Blake Griffin superstar. So this was something I probably could have, you know, talked about in the um, – in the podcast, but you know, I'm just not that strong at talking basketball. I'm going to be honest with you. If the Pistons are good, I'm going to follow them more, but if they suck, they suck. Blake Griffin's been a hot topic lately. I think he is. I seriously think he's the coolest athlete in Detroit. He's the biggest star without a doubt, as far as athletes go. Um, and I thought it was fucking awesome that he ignored the old, uh, he ignored the owner of the Clippers when he tried to come over and talk to him. Then he promptly dropped like 44 on their ass. He's fucking ripping it. I mean, he's, uh, He's played 40 games this year. Um, he's averaging about 25 a game, and he's just fucking sick. Blake Griffin's underrated as a player, a person in Detroit, and I wish he got more smoke. If he was on a better team, everyone in Detroit would have his jersey, and I just I wish he, we were a better team so he was getting more love. But if you're in Detroit and you don't win, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get the love from the national market. Cardi B, Cardi B. So uh, so Blake Griffin is underrated cardi b is the third on the list my fiance would leave me for cardi b had if cardi b would have my fiance i think cardi b's fucking lit she's like a cartoon character she is just so truly purely herself and she really doesn't give a fuck about anybody thinks she is like the definition of ain't shit change but the numbers on the range she is still just like a hood stripper and owns it, and I love her. Cardi B's underrated. She is not overrated. She's talented, too. She drops some fucking bangers. Her verse on Taki Taki is hot as shit. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So next one on the list, Dennis Jolo. Dennis Jolo. Um, he's hot, man. I mean, he's he's a rookie for the Red Wings. Chalowski, Dennis Chalowski, came out of nowhere a little bit this year. Uh, I think he's underrated. I think our defense is so bad that he is the one bright spot that we do have. Um, 
I think he's pretty damn good with the amount of points that he's gotten. But also on the defensive side, he is a glaring minus 16. Um, so right now, I'm just going to say underrated because I feel like if the team's better, he's going to be better. But right now, our defense just all around sucks and the Red Wings all around suck. But I'm going to go Dennis Chalowski, underrated to start. Wish I could put a designation of like undecided, but that's just that's just weak. That'd be me bailing out. Um, five, Jules. Um, so, Jules, man, these, these are popular with, with the kids these days, huh? All these kids are juuling. So I'll, I'll never buy a jewel or anything like that. Uh, but I will tell you, if I get, get a few pops in me, um, I do like do like a couple hit of the jewels. Um, so I'm just going to say they're pretty underrated because I thought they were pretty whack and stupid. I don't, I don't know if, if like jewels align with vaping. I don't know if that's the same thing. Is that the same? Like, if you're juuling, you're vaping, I think. Um, I don't care if I sound like I'm fucking 55 years old. Um, you know, if I'm going to have a, if, I'm, if I need to puff some smoke, you know, hand me a marble red unfiltered, make my dad proud, and I'll puff that thing. But Jules, I'll go, I'll go underrated. You know, I don't, I don't hate them. I'm not, I'm not mad at them. People do what you got to do. If it's cleaner, I don't give a shit. Um, number six, planning your own wedding. Man, that's overrated. Um, Wow, overrated. Yeah, I am engaged right now, working on a wedding, and let me tell you, really wish I could just hand this off to someone else, plan the whole thing, not have to think about it. Unfortunately, I don't have a boatload of cash just stored in my garage, and weddings are expensive as hell, expensive as all hell, and there's just shit you wouldn't even think that you had to think of. Um, so that's overrated as fuck. Thanks for, thanks for that, Jerry. Thanks for that. Um, number seven, Lions need to draft a tight end in the first round. That is, that is, that's just stupid. That's the most overrated thing I've ever heard. Um, I did read an article on ESPN today, though, that said the number two best signing in the offseason was the Colts signing Eric Ebron. Um, Lions torture as a fan doesn't end. It doesn't end. There's no beginning. There's no end. It's just an endless circle of despair. So, when you think you do the right thing and you get rid of Eric Ebron finally, um, he just goes and rips it for the Colts, who make the playoffs, going like 9-1 and one to close the season or something. So, But the Lions never need to draft a tight end in the first round ever again. Okay, let's just, let's just bury the hatchet on that one. Whether Ebron's good or not, I still don't think no matter what, he's a number 10 overall pick. Tight end from North Carolina, 10th overall. That's literally unheard of. Um, okay. Number eight, NHL 07, the video game. That, that game's underrated. They're, that's underrated. I am not a gamer. I used to play a lot of sports video games back in the day, and NHL 07 was definitely one of them. That soundtrack fucking slapped. Um, that whole game was sweet. Create a team. Um, you know, that was in the prime of when I had time to, like, really play video games, create a team, and, like, do a whole season with them. NHL 07 video game, underrated. Okay. Number nine. Standing up while wiping. Uh, that's underrated. I've had this debate many times. If you sit down while wiping your ass, I, I just I think you're psycho. I think you're nuts. Um, and I've been told I'm nuts for standing up while wiping. But I, I don't get it. I mean, if I'm sitting down, that is like, like I'm just, you're sticking your hand in the toilet or do you like pop up a little bit? Like, I, I honestly don't know how it works. It just seems too intense for me. Too much hand in there. Too much... I got to stand up. got to stand up, make sure, check my surroundings, make sure we're good. I'm, I'm standing up. Standing up's underrated, and if you sit down, you should try standing up because 
I think that's the move. I honestly sit down like I don't, I don't know. I'd rather buy a jewel and sit down and wipe. Um, all right, last one here. Not World Cup, Cup soccer and not MLS either. So English, Man U, Liverpool, etc., or even Barcelona or Ju- Juvent- Juventus. Juventus. Um, you know, Jerry, I'm not a big soccer guy at all. Um, I don't really know what's going on with it. I think soccer is fun to play. I have played soccer in the past, and um, I, I do find it enjoyable to play. I went to the big house game with you where I watched Man U uh, play Liverpool, uh, I think. No, Liverpool-Chelsea. Was that it? Yeah, it was Liverpool-Chelsea. Um, and I think, I mean, that's fun. Like, the whole soccer camaraderie, like, those fans, like, they're crazy. They're sweet. Like, I like World Cup. Uh, MLS I know nothing about. Um, but English Premier League, like, I don't, I don't know anything about it. I'll say underrated just because it looks so fucking hype and it's not exciting here in America. Um, so I'll, I'll say underrated. You know, all four of you guys, go go sports, um, but obviously more football, hockey, baseball guy over here. Um, but that is it for Over Under, and subsequently that is it for episode 15 of The Fizz on January 16th, which was my former birthday. My new birthday is in three days on the 19th, Um, so very excited for the change of my birthday this year. Um, As always, guys, go to champagneathletics.com, click on shop, uh, buy a shirt, Go follow us on Twitter. I have I have like ten like two hundred followers on Twitter. It's pretty embarrassing. So if you do have a Twitter, would love for you to go follow us. Follow us there. Uh, again, you can always reach out to me at champagneathletics at gmail.com. Um, and then the Instagram's kind of where it's at at champagneathletics on Instagram. Uh, thank you all for listening to me today. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And I hope everyone has a wonderfully fantastic week. Keep an eye on the stories for the betting picks on Sunday. Have a good one, everybody. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Like I got on a championship, cause I ball hard, no sleep I am the bird.